You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, pod lovers, podcasters, podlings, and welcome to Behind the Podcast, the podcast that opens the studio doors and takes a peek behind the microphone to tell you, the listener, the producer, the creator, the aficionado, what's happening in the podverse. I'm Jules, and with me, as always, is Stocks. Hello. On this week's show, Value Act takes an active interest in Spotify, the podcast about podcast trailers, what do the best have in common, iced tea melting hearts, and video is the new audio. So, Stocks, we're back for another week. Another week. That's right. What a week. Another big week in the world of podcasting. We are behind the podcast, so we're going to take you behind all these stories that are happening in the podcast world. One, I mean, where do we start without, you know, automatically going to show favorite Spotify? The Spotify saga continues. Uh, that's right. The never-ending <laughs> drama that seems <laughs> to be Spotify. It's just, it's more, it's got more action happening than the NBA deadline, really. There's it's Maximus <laughs> in the Coliseum. Are you not entertained? Ah, <laughs> oh, canal. God. So, activist investor Value Act takes an interest in Spotify. Yeah, this is interesting, isn't it? I mean, as if there's not enough pressure on Spotify to become lean and yep. to fix its business model. But last night, last week, it was reported that activist investor Value Act had purchased a stake in Spotify. This is coming after Spotify just laid off 7% of their staff, uh, had a major reorg. We did talk about this a little bit, but I think it's worth going a bit further on is Dawn Ostroff, who led the company's content and advertising business for four years, which was really the, the podcast growth time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she left and um, she'd overseen sort of some exclusive stuff they'd done like Joe Rogan, Call Her Daddy, and some of the big Hollywood collaborations, like the really cool multi-language thing they did, the Batman Unburied yep. series. So at the time, Daniel Ek, the founder and big big boss at yeah. Spotify, stressed that Ostroff had chosen to leave her position and was going to stay on as a senior advisor. But this week it was reported by Semaphore that Ostroff was pushed out. Yeah, okay. So it's a bit of juice, it's a bit of goss, it's a bit of interesting. I mean, it does reflect that they're going to change their strategy, maybe stay away from these big things. But it's interesting that that little bit's come out at the same time that Value Act's come out. Yeah, so Value Act, just a bit of background, uh, privately held investment firm. They were founded in 2000. They're based in San Fran. They manage a concentrated portfolio of investments in publicly traded companies. But essentially what they're doing, like a lot of investment companies, is identifying undervalued companies with strong potential for growth and improvement. So they've noticed Spotify is, is exactly fits the brief, you know, and I think a lot of that news that we've been talking about is the perhaps overspend that they've been doing on, on you know, particularly within the podcasting space. So maybe they say this is an opportunity to really kind of, you know, tighten the strings here and, and look at what they're doing. But ultimately what they're trying to do is create sustainable businesses that can have longevity and, and yep. great returns for investors. So Yeah, see the share price go up yeah. and then maybe sell out. That's right. So they, they have a tendency to sort of stay with companies for, you know, a few years, not tons, but, you know, some of them some of them have a bit of a longer kind of structure. But, yeah, the actual value of what they've taken over, what percentage, I think is still unknown, right? Yeah, it's unknown. If they've taken a greater share than 5%, then it has to be reported in Spotify's financial filings. So if it is greater than 5%, 
then the purchase must have occurred within the last week or so. Yeah. If it's happened before, it was under 5%. Yeah. I mean, the reality is often with these situations that these firms will come in and they basically just look at the balance sheet and yeah. go, make some cuts here, improve what the balance sheet looks like. Great, share price is up, fantastic, Jump we're in. happy. Yeah. If you don't, we're going to be... a right role pain in the ass, causing trouble at board meetings, maybe getting directors pushed off, maybe trying to install their own directors. Yeah. So they can be quite... I mean, there's a long history of this, particularly in the US, of these sort of investors coming in and, and basically trying to push an agenda. Yeah. And you dare say that their agenda will be to raise the share price and cut costs. They're known for kind of advocating for uh, corporate governance and transparency and they're, and they're active and engaged with shareholders as well. Um, they've pushed for tons of, of changes such as representation across boards, obviously like you know operational improvements and things like that. So I think that they, they sort of view themselves very much as this... Uh, what, would, what would be the word that I'm trying to find? Values-based investor? I mean, like as in not as in financial value, but morals and values. Yeah, that's but right. That's right. So they're coming in and they're doing a little bit more based. rather than, yeah. yeah, exactly. Just trying to sort of, you know, decrease the bottom line. So yeah, this would be an absolute ball ache for Daniel Ek. I mean, there is always the incredible benefits of taking a company public. And yeah. then there's all the other sides of it, of all the reporting you've got to do, all the different rules and regulations that come into play. But then there's also this. Yeah. Is someone just can come in and buy a big chunk of the company right. when the share price is down yeah. and just say, hey, let's change some things like here. What's your vision? I don't care. This is what <laughs> I mean, all we can say is definitely watch this space. Yeah. And look, we've got Rogan. Um, his contract's up soon. Yes. So there's going to be no shortage of suitors here. I think this is going to be one of the big stories of the next sort of six months. For sure. This will be the first big step. I mean, if someone's looking to take a big chunk of money out, you know, what comes with that obviously is, is losing a, a big time talent that they have. So Yeah. And look at someone like Sirius XM who we're talking about with the Tom Brady podcast last yeah. week. I mean, someone like that could really come in and just go, let's go. Or also someone who just comes in and goes, we're not going to give you any trouble. We're yeah. not a woke company. We're not going to give you trouble and get you to pull down old episodes or worry yeah. about this sort of uh, alleged racism and all the stuff that they throw at Rogan or you're just not being woke and you're spreading misinformation. And he might just go, yeah, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, yeah too easy. Or he too might just go back to YouTube and do it his own way. I'm sure there'll be more to come on that one. Now, this is an interesting little thing It's uh, we found during a week. It's called Trailer Park and it's the podcast Trailer Podcast. So basically, it's a little... Someone's having, I mean, we always talk about discovery being a big challenge. Yeah. And this is a creative take on it. So, The Trailer Park is a podcast feed that looks at different podcast trailers each week and drops a new one each week to inspire creators and get fun projects funded. So, what you do is they want you to submit your trailer. The only one they've got up there right now, it's just started, is a sort of seven, eight minute trailer. A lot of podcast trailers are really only one, two minutes. The yeah. ones that you just put at the top to say, hey, it's Jules and Stocks. This That's is our right. podcast, blah, blah, blah. So they've been putting longer ones where you're actually putting a bit of your podcast out there. Now, if they get this right, this would be a really fun way to discover podcasts because I'm willing to drop five, eight minutes to try something out. It's sort of almost like crowd crowdfunding, like uh, uh, Indiegogo or you know Kickstarter or something like this. Like it's a place where people can go on, showcase their thing. And if they are able to get a bit of money behind the show or the idea, they've got a bit of a proof of concept there, then mm. you know they can go ahead. So it's really cool. I mean, look, coming from a couple of guys who make a podcast about podcasts, I think <laughs> a podcast that focuses on podcast trailers is right up our straza. Yeah, you never know. We might spin one off our own way. <laughs> I mean, I in the heydays of, of movies, I'd love to go on my Apple TV and just go to the trailers app so and just I. pump out trailers. Yep. Um, so if it's something like this, let's go. Yeah. 
question on everyone's lips all the time. What do top chart-topping podcasts have in common? Stocks. Yeah, so Refonica, we've mentioned a reference a few times. They do some pretty cool reports. Refonic has broken down the similarities of high-ranking podcasts on the major podcast directories and give some insights. How could you boost your chart placement? Let's see. So the ranking algorithms powering the charts are famously opaque. Mm-hmm. Although Apple's recently opened the kimono a little bit and basically revealed that listens, follows, and completion rate, which I don't think anyone had factored in, are the factors that affect their podcast chart rankings. Because it had previously been understood that it was acceleration. So you had 100 listens this week, you've got 1,000 next week. That's massive acceleration. Whereas if you had 10,000 and you went to 11,000, they don't see that as as much acceleration. Factoring in something like listen through completion rate is is really interesting and i think it's a very good metric oh absolutely i mean look one if you're advertising throughout the show you want to kind of know you know are you going to get bang for your buck if you're putting ads on late in the show also if someone's completing a show there's probably that's probably a pretty good indicator that they're actually enjoying it and they're going to be coming back and doing more it's a real litmus test i mean we have with chat 10 at one point was at a hundred and three percent completion rate amazing because so just, people would listen to the show more than once and just go back and yeah and go bits. back again and yeah. so if you factor in it was probably let's say if you took out the people multiple listening let's say it's sitting at 80 percent, but yeah. some people listen to the whole show twice yeah that pushes it over 100 it's ridiculous what are the key takeaways here okay top ranking shows on spotify tend to be newer than top ranking shows on apple the top 20 shows on Spotify were most commonly launched in the last 12 months, whereas on Apple Podcasts, the shows were most commonly launched two to three years before. Spotify's a newer platform, yeah. like I said, rankings are newer, it's seen to have a younger audience, but there's also significantly fewer podcast categories on Spotify than Apple. It's 18 on Spotify versus 100 on Apple. Is that right? Yeah, so there's a lot more competition to get a top spot on Spotify. So... Apple's probably easier one to get into, right? If you're looking for a sort of market gain there, go focus on Apple or when people are quoting a number one, number two, whatever it is, it's more likely going to be on Apple because there's just more opportunity to be top of one of these categories because yeah. there's more subcats. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Yeah. Um, society and culture, comedy and true crime shows chart the highest on both Spotify and Apple podcasts. I don't think that's really shocking. No, that seems to be pretty standard with what you know. a lot of those kind of end of year reports always say. Yeah, I mean, you just think, if you think in Australia, you go society and culture, that's a shameless chat 10, something like that. Comedy, it's all big, true crime is just yeah, case based, yeah, and the rest. Um, top-ranking podcasts tend to publish new episodes weekly. I think that's accepted wisdom. Yep. We push everyone to be weekly and regular, like us, <laughs> now. And <laughs> audiences of top-ranking shows on Apple Podcasts tend to skew male. This was interesting. Yeah, so, I was surprised by this as well. Yeah, I just assumed that it was either very much 50-50 or did skew female. Uh-huh. The majority of podcast listeners in the US and the UK are male, although the gap is closing, but this is based on Edison Research and it reported that women would listen to more podcasts if there were more shows hosted by women. Yeah, okay. So there's a little market inefficiency for you. Absolutely. So takeaways really are it's easier to rank on Apple Podcasts as there are significantly more categories and... Female audiences and female hosts are the market inefficiency at the moment. Yeah, well, our super producer Mandy also just uh, noted that she's been listening to Spotify pods consistently for uh, months and and swept over switched over to Apple for a little bit of a scan and to see what was on there and found a bunch of stuff to listen to that she had just not seen on Spotify. 
So she's going to be backflipping between the two again. So, I mean, you know, that's anecdotal and everything. But look, it's a point of view that's outside of ours and it certainly speaks to what they're reporting above. Yeah, and look, the one thing I got from a Pocket Cast week I spent was just what was on the homepage was completely different. Uh-huh. So that would be interesting if someone was to do a report, if you could, on, I guess, discovery algorithms within the podcast apps. Yeah, okay. Well, interesting for you and me, maybe. <laughs> and the listeners. <laughs> Now, breaking new podcast, we try to sort of highlight a new one each week. Ice-T has a podcast now. Ice-T, notorious LA rapper from the 90s with his song Cop Killer, who then was seen to sell out by playing a cop in a one of those SUV, Law and Order, Law and Order procedurals. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, he, he, and had a great reality run, I think, as well with his wife. That was a quite Coco. a fun down... Coco down in Miami, I believe. Anyway, iHeart Podcast is teaming up with actor slash rapper Ice-T for a new podcast, Ice-T's Daily Game. So it's co-produced by Audacity. I don't know who the other co-producer is. <laughs> I guess he wanted the production credit. But the series features three to five minute long messages each weekday and it's just dropped this week. So I'm going to check this out because, I mean, it's an interesting format and I wouldn't mind, if it's good, I wouldn't mind three to five minutes of Ice-T in my day. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Ice-T while you have your hot tea. Yeah, if he's firing you up, I mean, who knows? Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll listen to that one, I think, and see if we can get any daily affirmations from Ice-T. <laughs> All right, Stocks, your fave, Ranieri & Co.? Yeah, they've done a little report. Um, it's quite interesting. Uh, Ranieri & Co. is an Aussie-based, I guess, podcast company, but more of a sort of sales channel, and they've commissioned a couple pieces as well. Motherload, who we interviewed on this podcast yeah. like about a year ago. Yeah, look, they've done a bit of research about vodcasts, um, and this sort of continues the trend that is happening. I mean, we do have a couple of vodcasts out there in the market now. In the last week, we've launched a couple. We've done the, um, we've done the Maths pedestrian pod- vodcast, and Chat Ten Looks Three has become a vodcast with great success. It's had sort of six, seven thousand listens with no not being pushed at all. Um, it's basically just exactly the same podcast as yeah. the audio version, but it's the video version and it's got Lee and Annabelle sitting there. Yeah, well, I was we were talking about this and, and I was sort of, you know, saying that maybe part of the reason why these are so successful is it's it's something you can just kind of whack on in the background and have the audio playing like if you're doing stuff around the house and you mm. also have something up on the TV as well. It's company essentially. But you've also said you guys have had quite a lot of good feedback just around the accessibility advantages. Absolutely. The comments section, YouTube, we had a few people hit us up and just say, look, I this is wonderful. I actually can see the people talking, but more importantly, you've got captions on there. The yeah. subtitles mean I don't, and I can lip read as well. I actually know what they're saying now. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something that hadn't crossed my mind in terms of you're into this show, but you've never actually really been able to access it properly. Yeah, for sure. Mm. I mean, you know, Spotify, they've got the transcripts available within the within the show, so you can go on in there and read what's on. But, I mean, you know, being able, having the ability to see the people's expressions, you know, what they're talking about alongside like the subtitles. I mean, that's huge. I've started listening to or watching TV with subtitles on myself. I'm only half deaf, but Mm. I find it extremely useful. Yeah. So I can imagine how revolutionary this must be or just, yeah, fantastic for anyone who has, you know, a bit more of a hearing problem or just wants to be able to kind of see the expression a bit more. I did it with House of Dragons because I couldn't understand the Valerian whispers. (laughs) So (laughs) I found that quite helpful. There you go. It's good for everyone. (laughs) But this report talks about some of the benefits of 
adding video to your audio podcast. And I mean, let's run through them. I think some of them are valid, some of them may be less valid. Yeah. More shareability. So, look, social me- media algorithms will push content better than podcast apps. Well, I think I follow a few uh, podcasts on Instagram and I love it when they put up their little clips. And certainly, you know, if it's a longer show and they have a little excerpt of an interview or whatever they're talking about, it's just a good little beak wetter i suppose and then you can just get a taste of what they're talking about if it sounds interesting great i'll jump on that and i'll add that to my up next yeah and meta's been pushing reels particularly mm-hmm. on instagram so if you're doing a reel they're gonna give it better seo than yeah. they will just for a static post so this does make sense more monetization options yes this is true if you're putting something out on another format then in theory you're gonna have like we've had six thousand seven thousand listens on chat 10 so far in a few days in theory, that's another, hopefully that's more people, but is that also just cannibalizing people who are already coming through on the podcast mm-hmm. already? Don't know. So we'll have to have a look at that as time progresses. Um, is it just different monetization options and maybe not more? Um, and those YouTube CPMs are horribly low. Um, opportunity to deepen, diversify your relationship with the audience, sure. It's another way of looking at it. If people also get to see people emoting, that's what we've had with Lee and Annabelle saying everyone loves it. Something like uh, the maths podcast we're doing with Pedestrian, we've done the maths. That is going to be going on the Channel 9 app as of today. So if you watch maths on Channel 9 app or if you just have followed it, it's going to suggest this podcast, this vodcast coming to you. Yeah. So that's really cool. Do you guys get to slip into the little autoplay up next? I believe so. It will play after whatever the Wednesday night show is. Yeah. If you if you put that on, the next one will be... It's basically another episode for yeah, Channel fantastic. 9. The world's cheapest episode of TV. Really. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, great for them. Why wouldn't they do it? And that ties into the next point that they've got is to reach people at different times of their day. So maybe you are opening up a few things if you're getting someone to actually, hey, look, we sit down and just turn off and watch TV. I've had dinner. Let's yeah. just lie in the lounge and put on TV. And you might watch the maths show. Yeah. As opposed to just putting audio on by yourself because it's maybe a bit more social. That's right. Um, So you can do it with your significant other or your housemate. So that's interesting. The final point really is adding video missing the point of podcasts. Um, Get over it. (laughs) You know, they reference some industry members and blah, blah, blah. Like this is the definition of a podcast is expanding. It's on-demand consumable content from a non-centralized source. Yeah. This is what it is. I think you're missing the point of podcasts if you think the video is missing the point of podcasts. Yeah, that's it. Just yeah. get on board. Just get on board. Be happy. So, look, I mean, it's, it's a very interesting space we're playing in. We're thrilled with how it's gone with Chat 10. We're thrilled how it's gone with we've done the maths and we've got two more shows that will be coming out uh, in the next couple of weeks that will be on that format. And we've got another one, Take Flight, which is an Aussie-based hip-hop one which is about to come live as well. So we're thrilled with this space and um, it's definitely the future. Cool. Well, let's keep an eye on how those all start performing for you because I think it's a really interesting test case at the source. Yep, definitely. All right, let's get out of here, Jules. Um, one last thing. We've basically engaged someone, a lovely Ruby, to work on the behind the podcast socials for the next couple of months. We're excited to do that. It's definitely been something that's been embarrassingly left <laughs> barren by yourself and myself. Um, we'll both do it. Um, no one will do anything. So please follow behind the podcast. Yeah, you're actually going to get something back in return this time around. Yeah. I think, yeah, apologies to anyone who's kind of followed and has just been waiting for some sweet, sweet content to come up on those channels. Uh, look, what can we say other than it's a bit of time that neither of us seem to have... <laughs> But now we've definitely got it up and running and 
And we'll be alerted to any kind of messages or anything like that that come through because I'm a famously inactive Instagram user. So yeah, this will be a good little good little kick in the right direction, I think. Look forward to it. All right, thanks everyone for the listens and thanks again, Mandy, for the wonderful production. Yeah.